Hello and welcome to We'd Rather Be Travelling But instead we're making this podcast I'm Stu Wright And he's joined by Paul Marshall And on today's episode we're going to talk about the thing As close as you can get to international travel without quite being international travel That's right, domestic travel We're making the best of a bad situation here We certainly are So obviously at the moment Paul we aren't able to travel overseas We're stuck within the Australian borders We are, when, when do the borders open up again or when, are they, when have they kicked it to? I think it's March I believe At the earliest At the earliest I doubt we're going to be able to go anywhere anytime soon That sounds extremely optimistic to me I yeah. know that my parents have, a, have flights to Japan in September-ish next year And I don't think they'll get to go to Japan in September You don't? I don't I don't know if the, the whole vaccine rollout would have, would have all taken place by then this is this is uh, right from the mouth of someone from New South Wales Health, by That's the way. That's right, yes. I don't speak on behalf of New South Wales Health, but I, I definitely work for them. <laughs> um, so you don't think it's going to happen. I, I, too, share that sentiment. And uh, the end result of it is that we are currently locked on this island. That's right. That's right. Um, I would be very happy to be able to leave at any point in 2021. Um I'm anticipating my next overseas trip will actually be 2022. Really? That's what that, I think. That far? With, yeah, you know, New Zealand might be the first place that opens up and that might happen next year. But beyond that, I'm not, I'm not, I'm being very pessimistic in what I'm, I'm usually more of an optimist than a pessimist, but yeah. in this situation, glass half empty. Okay. I feel like being pessimistic is good. Because you leave yourself room to be surprised. Yes, totally. There are advantages to being a pessimist. Yeah, there are there, there are a lot of advantages, particularly in this case. I think so. Because yeah. if you're planning for 2022, yeah. and then all of a sudden you get away in 2021, how exciting is that going to feel? It's going to be excellent. I'll be very excited. And I know that my leave has been building up at work, so I'll definitely have the opportunity to get away overseas um, and get a good stint in if we are able to go away next year. Yeah, very nice. Well, yeah, we we can't go anywhere for the moment. For probably a long moment. And so we're going to fill that time with doing domestic trips because, Mm. I mean, you might as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So have you done any domestic trips since this lockdown has happened, Paul? I've done the one to Bluey's Beach that we did. Yes. Which was just this one little... It's. I mean, it was four hours away from Sydney. Would you consider that a... Yeah, look, that's as far as I've gone. I had another trip pretty much to Nelson's Bay, and then that's be, that'd be my two you know, expeditions yeah. this year. And, and so they're both relatively the same distance away from Sydney, roughly. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. yeah, so we've done we've done some very small trips. Yeah. Not that many impressive things, but then, um, we ha- I mean, I personally haven't done that much travel around Australia. So what kind of places have you been to when it comes to seeing your home country? Yeah, so look, I, I've definitely done more than you have, Paul. Yeah. Uh, even if, you know, it's not a competition, but in this case, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's clear a com- win for it's me. It's a competition. Uh, so I've been to every state and territory uh, on at least two occasions, except for Tasmania, which is just the one. Okay. Yeah, so I guess I had the advantage of, like, I've got family in Adelaide, I've got family, oh, yeah, family in Western Australia as well. Um, I've been to Melbourne and Victoria a bunch of times, a lot of, like, family holidays up in Queensland. Then quite a few more recent trips to the Northern Territory. Been to Canberra, but, you know... We don't need to dive into that one today. And then Tassie once, about eight years ago or so. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I have been to Queensland. Yep. Gold Coast. I went to the Gold Coast. I, When I was a child, I also went to Cairns mm-hmm. a long time ago. And then I've been to Adelaide for a wedding for a weekend. Oh, nice. And that's about it. It covers it all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've done some trips, like some local trips around New South Wales, and I have gone to Byron. Okay, yeah. For music festivals. Yes. Splendor in the Grass. And schoolies too, I believe. And schoolies, yes. And schoolies as well. 
But that's pretty much the extent of my domestic travel in Australia. So yeah. I've done fuck all. Yeah. Do you at least check out the Great Barrier Reef when you were up in, in Cairns? I believe I did. Okay. This was when I was a very small child. Okay. So I would have been like six. Fair enough. So I'm just really... I, don't, I haven't been to Cairns really. Sure. My memory... I've, I remember nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess a different way to remember nothing if you trip like some of your overseas trips, but it's still like that same kind of concept. Like it wasn't, you know alcohol drug related that you're not remembering no Cairns, I was just a child yeah just which a- I wish you know like tends I, I reduce myself to a childlike state sometimes from you know drinking and other nefarious substances but we won't get into those here yeah so I guess we'll um we'll be coming at, coming at the Australian episode from two very different perspectives. very different perspectives yeah. so what's your favorite place that you've been to in Australia oh so it's it's between the Northern Territory and Tasmania and for completely opposite reasons okay so the Northern Territory is stunningly beautiful like it's you You've got like the red desert for a lot of it, but then you've still got a lot of like greenery around. So like the red green kind of contrast is beautiful. Yeah. And there are so many awesome waterholes up there. Like you can stop all over the place and jump in for like, you know, you've got waterfalls all over the place, jump in, go for a swim. Is it like clean, out. fresh water? Like, yeah. Yeah. All the waterholes that I've swam in have been super clean. Really Amazing. Nice. The only thing to watch out for, and this is particularly important for overseas travelers, but maybe that's not too relevant at the moment. Yeah. Uh, a lot of saltwater crocodiles. Okay. So you have to be, some waterholes are always safe to swim in. Some are only safe six months of the year. Yeah. And you have to still be a, li- a very confident in the park ranges and whoever okay. else is responsible for checking. I would be very nervous about yeah. going to any of those watering holes. Also, do you know the reason why the, all the signs, I don't know if you saw signs in the Northern Territory. Achtung. Achtung, yeah. crocodile. It's cause they've, got a, they've got a flavor for the Germans. Yeah. Well, I think statistically speaking, if you're German, you're more likely to get eaten by a crocodile in Australia. Than an Australian. Yeah. Well, then right. like, and then any other yeah. of the tourists. Yeah. Look, serves them right. Yeah. <laughs> <Bloody> Germans. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, do they like the, the crocodiles like the taste of schnitzel? Is it a, is it a thing? Like, I don't know. Yeah. The German sausage. Yeah. yeah. Look, it could be. Um, yeah. But yeah, so just be careful of the crocodiles. Like if yep. you follow the instructions, you should always be fine. The safest way to do it is to make sure there are a lot of people already swimming or enough yes. people around so that you know that... That someone would have gotten eaten by a crocodile already? Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. And so there's these really cool watering holes, really great vistas of red and green. And um, So what about Tasmania? What What is it about Tasmania that you love so much? So it's probably similar to what a lot of people would... Desc- as a lot of people would describe New Zealand. So like green, rolling hills. Yeah, cool. Beautiful hikes really kind of uh nice climate at least you know in our summer um yeah and just like just pure beauty with like a good amount of local food that's really tasty and yeah that's nice yeah yeah because it's like an island of our island yes exactly yeah yeah um so yeah highly recommend tassie and so like places like hobart are actually really cool like even though it's only got a couple hundred thousand people like there are parts of it that are I guess like quite modern and like you've got some really cool cafes and bars and restaurants and you know food festivals the Mo- MoMA the uh, art gallery down there is awesome and they, yeah, nice. they have a bunch of like cool music festivals inside the art gallery and a whole bunch of stuff they do there so yeah Tassie is very high up on my list yeah cool mm. so look is it even worth Asking Paul? No. no, okay. No, it's not. I mean, it's. It, I've been to so few places yeah. that it's just not. It's. It's so. I mean, I. I really enjoyed Bluey's Beach that we went to. Mm-hmm. I will say, the place that got me most excited was Adelaide. Okay. So when we went to McLaren, I went down to McLaren Vale, and then there's these limestone cliffs overlooking this beach. Yep. And I remember looking at it, thinking that I've never seen anything like it anywhere else in the world. Yeah. yeah. And it got me really excited about. Um, you know, about Australia and about seeing more of Australia because I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is incredible. If I you know, if I was overseas and I saw this, I think it would be one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. But yeah. I have this weird, 
you know, stigma in my head that makes me think it's just Australia. And seeing yeah. that new exciting thing was like really, really refreshing. Well, now that, you know, our borders have opened up so we can actually go to other states within Australia, which yeah. was all, you know, restricted at some stage, uh, you know, obviously interstate travel is now a possibility. Do you think yeah. you'll be able to overcome that stigma or do you think that'll be holding you back well, a little bit? funnily enough, I just booked my honeymoon. Oh, where are you going? To Adelaide. Ah, Yeah, lovely. so, so we, I went there for a wedding and I, what I saw I really liked one of the things I loved is, and I don't know if the story is true, but someone told it. Um, they have bike lanes next to all the highways. Okay. And they have bike lanes everywhere because yeah. apparently there was a famous cyclist from Adelaide that got hit by a car and killed. Okay. Like a gold medalist cyclist or something. And mm-hmm. so then the local government was just like, right, we're putting bike lanes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so the whole place got decked out in bike lanes. Yeah. So I was like, I, when we got in and I saw all these bike lanes, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like I could cycle everywhere here. Yeah, yeah. And then seeing this beach with the limestone cliffs and just going to wineries and we we went to a German town. Like, you know, it was just... Handorf, I believe it is. Uh, no. Okay. But well, there is, there's multiple ones. Yeah. And so okay. this one is called something else, but I can't remember what it's called now off the top yeah. of my head. Um, but basically saw a couple of things and loved it so much that it was just like, you know what? Not going to be able to do the honeymoon to somewhere that I really want to go to. Yeah. I really do want to see Adelaide though. So we've got, I think we have 16 days booked there. All right. Which is going to be nice. I imagine you'll be going outside of Adelaide for part of that 16 days. Yeah, we're going to do. So we'll be in Adelaide City for a little, maybe not 16 days. Maybe it's just a bit less. I don't know. Something around that. But yeah. we're going to start off in Adelaide and then we're going to Barossa. So we're going to spend some time in the Barossa Valley. And yeah ride bikes around and drink wine which sounds Lovely. pretty sounds pretty excellent yeah and then afterwards we've got a couple of friends who are coming to meet us and we're going to go we've got a really nice house booked in mclaren vale so it's going to be like nice stuff to do with steph and i and then we'll have a bunch of friends turn up and hang out in mclaren vale i assume there's going to be lots of wine you would think so there's <laughs> going to be a ton of cycling mm. and that's pretty much two things that i really like so Perfect. and they should offset each other in some regard too right <laughs> <laughs> well adelaide has this from what I've been looking at, just doing rudimentary research, yep. they have some incredible restaurants. Yeah, okay. So, like, there's there's a, been a big... I think there's been a big African migration to Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And so, some of the best-rated restaurants in um, in Adelaide are African. Yeah. And so, there's, like, one of the best restaurants in is uh, an Afghani restaurant as well that, like, seems really interesting. And there's, like, really good African restaurants. And I love African food. Yeah, yeah. And so, I'm really excited to go to Adelaide and just try all this food. Which is really good that we're going to get bikes because I'm going to need to do something <laughs> yeah, to yeah. become like a massive fat cut. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, well, it's good that you're offsetting offsetting all the, the food and drink. Um, yeah. I didn't know that about Adelaide. Like, I've been there a lot of times. My dad grew up there. His family's all over there. Spent a lot of Christmases there as well as other times of the year. Yeah. But we always went to my my pop's favorite restaurant, Yum Sing's, which is like your typical Australian Chinese restaurant. Oh, no. It was like the only place I've ever been to in Adelaide. Yeah. It was, just, it was the only option. I have a I have a similar thing in Wellington. Yeah. So growing up, I mean, when you go to visit family, like whenever I went to Wellington, I'd go and visit family and it would be yeah. me going fishing with my uncle and just hanging out in the local neighborhood. And there was one Chinese restaurant. I feel like it must be <laughs> like an Anzac thing. Yeah. But yeah. there's just like one shitty Chinese restaurant, which is like so far away from Chinese food. It's yes. that weird Western appropriation. Oh, like absolutely. Honey soy chicken and like sweet and sour pork. Sweet and sour pork and special rice. Yeah. <laughs> Combination yeah. rice. Yeah. Combination. combination of what yeah. i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah. but you know they only have these dishes and uh, we would that would be the only restaurant we'd go to and so i yeah. always associated wellington with that and then wellington has this like really incredible food scene yeah and yeah. the only restaurant i would ever go to is this shitty you know of course. chinese one yeah, um, yeah. 
But yeah, no, so apparently African migration, well, maybe there isn't. Maybe they all just decided to open up restaurants. Yeah, okay. Which yeah. could also be the case. Maybe it's like five dudes and they've all been like, you know what? <laughs> a big chain and different names. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Let's do this. Um, so we've got, so I've got Adelaide lined up. Yeah. But then you have also organized another trip, which I am partaking in, but I'll let you uh, just talk about this trip that we're going to be doing. Yeah, exactly right. So it's a, a place called Mudgy. So it's, let's just call it 250Ks west of Sydney. Yeah. Um, so it's basically a wine region in New South Wales. Uh, I've been once when I was super young, so possibly about the same age you were when you went to Cairns. Yeah. So young enough that I have no recollection. And also being a wine region, so young that it was just pointless me being there but exactly. I'm sure my parents had a good time I bet they did um, so yeah so we've got a, a house or a group of 12 of us going so it's kind of just going to be focused around around the wineries there but um, I know a bunch of people that have been to Mudge in the last few months mainly because like you can't really travel that far at the moment yeah and so basically what I'm hearing is that like all the restaurants all the wineries all the great places to go are booked out like three four weeks in advance so yeah. we're at a point in time where we have to start booking things in and well yeah I just booked uh, the brewery for us on the Saturday night because I yeah. was like you know what we know we're going to be there like might yeah. as well yeah 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 so it is crazy that you do have to book that far out in advance I think maybe now that interstate travels opened it might not be as bad probably but it would feel really really bad for us to get up there and be like we have nothing booked although I guess yeah. we'd still have a good time hanging we would out have a good house. time but we probably could do that back here in sydney so we may as well you know exactly i think think there are some this is on again a very vague amount of research i think there are some good hikes and other stuff that we can do potentially well you've done more research than i have okay okay okay, okay, okay. cool well this is this is very vague so yeah i think there are some hikes as well so you know there is other stuff we can do i found a local swimming pool oh wow in case it's like 40 degrees which you can sometimes get to and in like when you go further inland in New South Wales during yeah. January. Yeah, yeah. So if it is like super, super hot, then there's a, there's a creek I found that you can go oh, nice. swimming in and there's a local pool. Excellent. Look, yeah. it sounds like Mudgy will meet all our needs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So look, obviously, like these are the kind of places that have been super popular and have, a ma- had, have had a massive boom in tourism over the last few months. But now that we can, we can leave the state, like, you know, there are, the options have become a lot greater for us. Yeah. So are there things that are crossing your mind at the moment, Paul? So I know that we've been talking loosely about doing a trip to Western Australia. Yes. And we, we're kind of involving a group of people that went to Burma. Mm. And so it's kind of like a lad sort of reunion. Yeah, a big old reunion. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a reunion. Like yeah. we kind of, we want to get all of us to go to Western Australia and go do some kind of adventurous stuff. Yeah, it'd be great if we get our driver Mark from Myanmar to come over and join us. I feel like he, I don't think he'd be willing to do the uh, two-week quarantine. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not for a two-week trip driving. Oh, maybe he would, who knows? If yeah. the government let him in. Um, but yeah, no, so we want to kind of do like a reunion trip for that. And we figured that, going to Western Australia was good. That's pretty much as far as we've got. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Except uh, except maybe that we mentioned Broome as a location to go to as opposed to Perth. Yeah. Because we haven't heard many good things about Perth or Margaret River. Yeah. So, look, I've been to Perth. I've been to Margaret River. Look, yeah. I actually quite like Margaret River. But oh, um, the, okay. the rest of the group was, was not so positive. Um, yeah. And I, I'm really keen to go north from Perth. Yeah. Um, like the, the beaches there are meant to get a lot nicer the further you go north. Yeah. Uh, and a lot kind of, a lot fewer people around. So you'd be able to find beaches to yourself. And then you get up towards like the Ningaloo Reef which is, I guess, the West Coast equivalent of the Barrier Reef. And um, it's meant to be really cool. A lot of really cool, like, snorkeling and diving and awesome, you know, water activities up there. Yeah. And I haven't looked into it, but, like, you know, it depends on the time of the 
time of the year you're there but there's like whale sharks there's manta rays there's whales so it depends you know what you get according to the month there's always gonna be something really cool to see in the water too yeah incredible um so what are the things that you're most looking forward to oh like what are the things that you want to get out of this trip when we go to western australia oh look so part of it will be a little bit of the myanmar burma reunion tour and just rehashing some of the fantastically fun things that we kind of created ourselves um and so just hanging out, like I'm really keen to do a bit of a road trip. So getting, getting a car and, yeah. you know, just kind of a bit of a change of scenery every so often. I think it'll be great to explore some of like the almost untouched beaches up there. Uh, and look, and if we can kind of get some of like, check out some of the, the sea life and whatever's happening there around the Ningaloo Reef, I think that'd be phenomenal. That kind of things I'm most excited for. Yeah. I'm, I've just, while you were saying that, I was just Googling what the whale, when the whale season is. Yeah. And so far, it has nothing about when it actually is, but I found a tour that can take us out to go and look at whales and or, wait, where is it? Ganthium Point or something. There's apparently a bunch of whales. Excellent. I don't know if I'm saying that right and probably not. I'm doing research yeah. on the fly. Yeah, look, it sounds like we've got a lot more research to oh, do, but yeah, there's obviously absolutely. a lot of possibility, a lot, you know, a lot of kind of, you know, upsides to this trip. Yeah. So what do you, when you do research a travel destination in your own country, are you going to look at it like, are you going to go to like the culture trip and, and, and look at it and like go and be like, what's the best things to do? Like, how are you, how do you do it? How do you research your own country? Is it the same way or it's is gonna, it different? It's good. Look, it's definitely going to be very different. Um, and I'm not sure exactly how I will approach it, but I guess I have, you know, I, I understand how the national park website works here in Australia. Okay. So like there'll be a few national parks where I'll check out and some like you just look at the website and you're like, oh, this is, a bit of a dud national park to kind of explore as a tourist and some are quite clearly really good. So I think like, you know, kind of knowing about how like, you know, that kind of nationwide website would work would actually be quite helpful. Um, and then I feel like I'd be able to decipher a lot of like the online reviews a lot better because, you know, a lot of them would be Australian. You kind of, you know, you kind of just know that local knowledge of like if someone's kind of taking the piss in a review or if it's like a fair review. Well, I guess when you're overseas and you travel and you read reviews, sometimes it can be actually a little bit hard to know like what the review is actually telling you. Japan is the worst for that. So, so positive? Is that the... No, no. So Japan, what Japan will say is Japan will like, you'll look at the review or look at the translation and it'll be like... Uh, food was excellent um, happy it was like have some weird little translation of something and it'll be yeah. like it'll, it'll be really positive and it'll be like two stars two stars okay yeah and so you look at a lot of like there's a lot of places that I've gone to in Japan where I've eaten there and then after eating there I've looked at the review of the place mm-hmm. and the, I've been like oh that meal was incredible and then you look at mm-hmm. the review and the reviews are terrible yeah and you're like I just don't know what to think so, yeah, yeah yeah but I feel like in Australia we'll have a better understanding like we'll be able to see mm. we'll look at the review and be like this person's full of shit but also we could like turn up to the front of a restaurant in Australia and I, I would say nine times out of ten we'd know what like we'd be able to judge the restaurant just on you know exterior kind of appearance yeah and you know get pretty close same as like you know pubs and you know drinking drinking holes stuff like that like you get a pretty good vibe from the I outside see, i feel like with pubs though it's like when you whenever i'm tra- going around australia one of my favorite things to do and this is very limited australia travel because yeah. i haven't done much is go to like really dog shit pubs like in like outside of the big cities that is a great thing to do i think inside the cities that's a horrible thing to yeah, do right? yeah right so and look i'm sure we'll come across a lot of those and we'll just meet some fantastic characters inside who will almost insist that we sit next to them and they'll just you know kind of talk our ear off but i think um i think that'll be kind of part of the beauty of it all yeah i think so which also kind of makes me think about 
what it's going to be like meeting locals because yeah. I feel like traveling is so much about like going and yeah. meeting locals and hanging out with with people mm. that you meet while you're traveling. Is it going to feel weird like when you meet locals just from the other side of the country? Yeah, look, I think um, I feel like if you're meeting them outside of like a pub or if you're meeting them outside of like someone serving you a meal, like I don't think we're going to get too much of an interaction there. I don't feel like we're enough of like a, you know, kind of a different kind of aspect to their life that they'll really stop and take us in. But I, you know, I could be, you know, very mistaken. I mean, if I look at the group of people who are going, we're very much city boys. Oh, definitely. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so if we're doing a road trip through, you know, around Broome and we stop mm. off at a pub somewhere. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be a big difference between us and the people who are in that pub. There will be. There so will they, be. They, But I wonder if that's just going to, if they're just going to give a shit about it or if it's going to be like, it could, be, it could be a massive attraction or massive, you know, deterrent. Kind of, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's so interesting. I'm, it makes the, Talking about it now, it makes me really excited to experience it, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because who knows? It could be terrible, but it could be amazing. It really could be. Look, oh, look, I'm sure it will be amazing either way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can always just hide in our own little corner of a pub. I'm sure that'll be a fun time, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just hope there are some local bands and some local kind of entertainment. Yeah, so, the local pub uh, that I, I used to work at a cafe and then across the cafe was this pub and Brett Lee used to always play at the, he was in the pub band. So yeah. Always, yeah. Like, so, he would come on and do like guest bass guitar playing. Yeah. So, I hope I find some like ex-cricketer who's like hanging out in some random yeah. pub in Broome and then he comes on and plays bass guitar. That would be pretty that cool. That would be great. Well, Mike Whitney also has a band, ex-Australian cricketer and now host of Getaway, some weekend travel show i i don't i haven't watched any australian tv for so long who dares wins surely you know that guy yeah i know yeah. who dares wins. okay you know mike whitney that's that's him that's him yeah yeah amazing yeah okay yeah um all right so okay so look i think i think western australia is gonna be fantastic is there anything yeah. else in western australia that you'd be looking forward to outside of what we've already talked about so i do want to do some bike riding okay because we had, when we were in Burma, we had this amazing bike riding trip that was, I mean, it was so much fun. It was yeah. one of my favorite things we did when we were there and I'd love to do something similar. Yeah. The only problem being, I don't know how we're going to do it. Research is going to be required. For sure. It would also be very different to what we did in Burma and what would be offered in many parts of what I think, because like we had like a tour group, we had our own kind of, you know, you know, guy leading us through it all. And, yeah. You know, we had bit of like a support vehicle or whatever. Yeah. And like, we're just not doing that in Australia, right? Like, no. I think we're just, we'd just be hiring bikes. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've got like internet connection. We can like, you know, if we get lost, we can get things sorted. We've got a, probably hopefully enough skills to like fix a flat tire. Oh yeah, definitely. So well, maybe. <laughs> look, I think in this, in this potential travel trip, I might have the most amount of yeah, you definitely bicycle have, mechanic yeah, you knowledge, have, which you, concerns me, but unless Tony can, unless he comes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he would definitely have it. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe you guys can fight over it. Well, look, he can have it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would love to do some cycling if possible because that was really, uh, really awesome. Um, I would, I also am very keen on doing some snorkeling and water activities. Like yeah. seeing, seeing whales would be pretty, pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think it's really just trying to recapture that spirit of the road trip that yeah. we had. You know, like there was something so special about it. And of course, it's, I don't think it's going to be as, well, I mean, we're not in Burma, right? Yeah. Also, we're, you know, we're going to be rotating driving. And I think one of the special things about Burma was that we weren't the ones driving. That was special. But I think there is this thing special about doing the driving yourself. Yeah, you, you, have, turns. Yeah, you have a feeling a bit more of accomplishment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I'm just really looking forward to capturing that spirit and, you know, the water activities, doing some cycling. 
meeting some locals for better or worse. Yep. And maybe just being surprised, you know, being surprised mm. by my own country like I was when I first saw those cliffs in Adelaide. Yeah. I feel like if I can find that feeling, then that's that's a me a happy man. And then I think the trip's been worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So have you thought about any other potential trips in Australia? Um, so there is actually one in Western Australia that I, but we, I don't think we'll do it because it's, I believe it's like a 14 day cycle. Okay. But it's called the Munda Biddy Trail. Is that kind of south? I, okay. <laughs> I'm going to look it up now. Yeah. Uh, actually, I've already got it on my laptop. So maybe it's not 14 days, but it's a long, it's basically like a long ride and it is. Let me just zoom out. It's just south of Perth. So it's yeah. not very far, but it's a, apparently it's a very long ride and, um, a lot of fun. So, so I think they recently put that, or like recently opened that trail, if I remember correctly. Unless I'm yeah, the one, like the last was, five years. Yeah, it was opened, yeah. I think, in 2014. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I would love to do that. Uh, and it, I'd just basically do it camping and do like a camping cycling trip. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Which I think would be a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I really want to go to far north Queensland mm-hmm. again. I mean, I went there when I was a kid, but yes. I don't remember anything. So I'd like to go there and I'd like to see the Great Barrier Reef before, yep. before it doesn't exist. Before it doesn't exist, which, yeah, I mean, FKA. T- yeah. yeah, TikTok, it's uh, happening pretty soon. Look, it's, look, it's a fair comment, uh, sad as it is. Yeah, it's super sad. So I would love to go and see that and also just go to the Daintree Rainforest and yep. go and check out. I'm like, I really want to go to Cape Tribulation. And yep. just go find a beach in far north Queensland with like barely anything on it and go hang out there for a bit. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So, yeah. funnily enough, when we were looking at booking this, um, this honeymoon, we were looking at doing a road trip to Adelaide and we're yep. going to drive. So we're going to go to Melbourne. We're going to go, we're going to Canberra, Melbourne, stop at a couple of places on the way, yep. get to Adelaide, hang out there, then drive back like via Kosciuszko or something or via like more inland, um, mm-hmm. New South Wales and Victoria. Yep. When we thought about it, we were like, those places, like, I still haven't been to Melbourne, but I don't really have any big drive to go. And I was thinking about other things that I'd like to do. And I thought, I really do want to go to far north Queensland, Mm. which was the reason why we decided to scrap the road trip and fly to Adelaide instead. Because then I reckon in August or something, we'll fly up to far north Queensland. So kind of dividing the honeymoon into two separate trips. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. So how about you? Any other trips? I mean, you've already been to so many places. Been to Look, I've been to a few. There's plenty plenty more that I'd like to explore. Um, So I don't know when this would ever happen, but there's a um, the world's longest golf course is between Adelaide (laughs) in Perth. Tell me more. (laughs) So it's the world's longest in terms of where the first hole starts and the last hole finishes. Yeah. So you've got... I can't even remember the the name of the. It's like a famous, a well known like road section between Adelaide and Perth. It's just like the flattest kind of part of the world. There's nothing happening. Yeah. Um. And so what it is is every basically 100 kilometers there's a new hole. So you people are driving along, they drive for an hour, they pull over, they play one hole of golf, they finish that hole of golf, write their score down, get back in the car, drive for another hour. So you know it can take a couple of days to finish the golf course. Like it's 1,800 kilometers between first hole and last hole. And so, like, it's just meant to be, like, a bit of, like, a way to break up your travel and that that journey. But also, the last few holes are meant to be, like, right along the coast, I think, like, really pretty as well. So it's like, genius. Look, I think it's it sounds great. It's um, genius. And then, like, there's also uh, Esperance, like, which is kind of in that uh, kind of, like, south, oh, no, I guess, yeah, it's like southeast part of Western Australia. And, yeah. um 
Like they have, uh, so it's maybe really pretty, but also in February of every year, they have a big orca population that comes like right near the coast. Oh, incredible. And they send out like, like, I guess research boats that go out and kind of, you know, monitor the, the population there, but you can also like join the research boat for a day. So like, that's something I'd love to, love to it, do one it time. It's beautiful. It's a bit like, it's meant to be like, you know, crystal clear waters, like white sand beaches, like really pretty. Just even the town looks like. Yeah, right. I hadn't even looked into the town. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I just, I just pulled it up because I'm like, mm. you know, I've heard of it, but I've never even considered it. And it looks really, really cool. And I really want to go to Esperance as well. Uh, sorry, I just said that. I really <laughs> want to go to the Whit Sundays. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Whit Sundays for me, though, is always just like so expensive. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, it'd be really nice to go and everything, mm. but I'm like, I look at the price of going to the Whit Sundays. And this, yeah. I think this is a problem that I had. Why I think I've traveled so rarely around Australia. Yes. A lot sure. of, I've never been time poor, I guess. Mm. Like I've always been lucky that I've had, had enough time to go to places. Yeah. And what, but I have been cash poor. Yeah. And I know, I remember this was, God, I can't, this was probably in 2000. I'm going to say 13. I could be talking out my ass, but I think it was yeah. 2013. Um, some of our friends went to the Gold Coast for a weekend. Yeah. And everyone was planning on going to the Gold Coast. It was meant to be a boys trip. Everyone was really excited. And I was looking at the cost and I was like, I'm pretty sure I can go to Thailand for the same amount of money. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, we're going to go there. And then I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to go to Thailand. And yeah. so then I flew to Thailand for a month yeah. with, uh, with Steph. She, I think she stayed for two and a half weeks or something like that. And yeah. I stayed on a little bit extra. Yeah. And then when I came home, I found out the dudes spent more money than me. On yeah, a weekend, sure. On a weekend in the Gold Coast, they spent more money than I did spending a month in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, totally. Look, that doesn't surprise me. Um... <laughs> And I, I just, I looked at that and I was like, I can't bring myself to spend this money to go into the, I mean, the Gold Coast, I, I, there's places that I would go in Australia, but the Gold Coast is not one of them. It's a piece of shit. Like it's that's not been around the bush yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I'm sure they had a great time, but. Yeah. When I went there for a bucks not too long ago and it was fun. I enjoyed yeah. myself. I had a great time, but yeah, it's a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 It serves a purpose, but yeah. So, um, you know, I would just can't see myself spending that kind of money. Yeah. And also, you know, I don't know about you, but going to the Wit Sundays, I feel like, y- y- would you go with a couple of mates or would you want it to be like more of a romantic? Uh, I'd, I'd do it in a group. I feel like there are a lot of like boats you can charter up there and you can do it like an eight person boat. So you'd like, they're kind of like all coupled up. So it'd be like four kind of bedrooms on the boat, I suppose. That sounds Stuff nice. like that. And so like. My, my understanding is that, like, you just get some dude who gives you a, like, two-hour lesson on how to, like, drive the boat and they give you the keys and, like, bring it back in five days' time. Like, it sounds... Like, Wait. I was supposed to do this in July this year, but then the borders closed again, so... So, that's that's it? That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. You wow. Just, that actually sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think there'd be... I mean, this is the Wit Sundays, but do yeah. you think there'd be other places where we could do this? Uh, oh, definitely. I'm sure there are parts of the world that you just... <laughs> Well, I mean, you might, might know parts of Australia. Uh, oh, other parts of Australia. Uh, I don't think so. You reckon it's a uniquely Whit Sundays thing? Look, maybe maybe Final Queensland as well, potentially. Yeah. But, like, I just haven't heard of it anywhere else. I mean, that sounds absolutely incredible. To yeah. just be, like, given the keys to a boat, yeah. instructed how to use it, and then just, like, yeah. you guys go and enjoy it. I, I feel like I would get so excited and get all pirate things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I just have the Jack Sparrow song on loop behind That'd be me. Like, fun. Yeah. Oh man, that that sounds fucking incredible. Yeah, get the beards getting, going in advance. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting uh, all excited now about Australia. What have you done to me, Stuart? You're changing me. I'm sorry. I apologize. But these, these tales of Jack Captain Jack Sparrow. Let's go to the Gold Coast. Pirates so brave on the seven seas. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, cool. So do you have any other bucket list things that you'd be keen on doing? Uh, oh, look, I think um, I think they're probably the main bucket list things. Oh, I'd love to go to the Bungle Bungles, which are like a, it's a national park Never even heard of that. in like northern, northern Western Australia, like close to the Northern Territory border. Um, and so you can like, you can do like helicopter trips over the top, which are meant to be really cool. They're like these kind of like, it was almost like the rock equivalent of a rolling hill. Yeah. Like, they look really cool. It looks like that place in Turkey. Uh, uh, Cap- Cap- Cappadocia. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like it yeah. Just looks like the kind of place where you would have hot air balloon rides at some point. Yeah. So I got pretty close to there when I was in Western Australia a few years ago, but yeah. um, it was just the wrong time of the year. Like there was like the wet season, so you couldn't like access the national park. Because I looked into it, I was like, that'd be really cool, but it's like, oh. Such a great name. Yeah, for sure. Bungle Bungles. Look, the right, look, one thing you can definitely say about Australia is some places have fantastic names. Oh, uh, we, we have some, we have the best names. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much covers my yeah. bucket list. Yeah. yeah, my bucket list kind of sucks, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't, I just haven't thought about it. Like, I've never, it's mm. not, I've been forced into this domestic travel thing yeah. by COVID. Yeah, and, sure. You know, it's played my hand for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm stuck here now but that's alright I've got a couple of things happening I'm slowly coming out of my shell and maybe you'll be inspired by you know kind of checking out Adelaide I reckon I will yeah. I honestly reckon I'm going to be man inspired by both Western Australia and Adelaide I think both yeah. of them are going to make me realise that I'm like I really should see more I, yeah. I think the thing for me is I always thought I'm going to travel around Australia when I'm old yeah you know like it's going to be something while I'm, while I'm young I might as well go to all the weird places that I you know Otherwise, yeah. when I get older, it's going to be very difficult to travel to. Yeah. Totally. Um, so that, I think that was always my plan. Yeah. But speaking about traveling around Australia, uh, do you have any tips for people who, you know, either are planning domestic trips? I know I have fuck all. Yeah. But you will definitely have stuff because you've been to a lot of places and seen a lot of things. So anyone, okay. Anyone yeah. who's doing domestic travel now. Yeah. Or anyone who is going to be coming to Australia in the future. I feel like the advice is going to be just as applicable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So... Look, you know, it's a, you know, from top to bottom, you get a lot of different climates. So you've got to like always consider the time of the year you're going somewhere. I think that's particularly important for an overseas traveler. Like I know that like, so Queensland's just opened its borders and I know that a lot of people are super keen to go up to Queensland right now, but it's a really bad time of the year to go there yeah, to be terrible. entirely honest. Um, and I'm sure like people are seeing family and it's going to be great for them. But you know, in terms of the weather, like you get a lot better weather, different parts of the year. So always look into the weather, you know, when you, wherever you're traveling in Australia, um, I would say that, uh, if you're coming to Australia looking to travel, if you can get your hands on a car, that will go a long way, especially on the East Coast. Yes. One thing I was going to say, the one piece of advice that I would want to give people or like suggestion of something mm-hmm. to do. And I think I've, whenever anyone asks me when, you know, when you're traveling through Southeast Asia or someone, something, a lot yeah. of people go to Southeast Asia before they come to Australia. Yeah. And they always ask me, what should I do? And I always say, get a car. Yeah. And drive up the coast of the east coast of, of like New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah. Because there are so many beaches that just no one goes to. Yeah, totally. And, and some of the beach towns are beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But like we, where, where were we on the way to, I can't remember that place we went to before Bluey's Beach. Uh, it was, was near called? Seal Rocks, but. Yeah, near Seal Rocks. I don't know what it was called. Yeah. And there was, I mean, it was gorgeous. We did that nice little bushwalk. Yeah. And there was beaches and yeah, there was like one or two people on the beach. Yeah, exactly. So this is this stunning beach mm. and there's one or two people on it. And that's yeah. all they'll, all you'll see that day there are no footprints on the beach yeah yeah you know the people who were there were there kites like windsurfing or something because it was a bloody windy day yeah but you can just go to beaches and there's no one on them yeah totally. and, and a lot of them are really unique and really beautiful and, and really different so i would if i was a backpacker 
I would get it, you know, get my mates yeah. together. I'd get a car and I'd drive up with a bunch of camping gear and I'd just yeah. go and stop in beaches all the way up New South yeah. Wales. Look, I'm sure you have a fantastic time and like, uh, yeah, like you know, kind of go if you can go all the way from like North Queensland all the way down to Melbourne, like that would just be a phenomenal coast. Even like keep going round because like the coast between Melbourne and Adelaide, the Great Ocean Road is phenomenal. Like so many incredible kind of rock formations along like the coast there. So awesome beaches. This is how little I know about. Yeah. Uh, about domestic travel i thought the great ocean road was from sydney to melbourne okay it is not (laughs) good to know good to know okay so the great ocean road is fantastic the east coast is just beautiful there's kangaroo island which is just south of adelaide yeah uh, and that's a really cool island like really good for camping would you recommend a day trip there uh, I don't know if it really works as a day trip. I think okay. you can fly in and off the island as a day trip. Okay, I thought it was like closer. Nah, you it'd be more of a couple couple day kind of okay. thing. Well, then never mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, everything around Central Australia, like around Alice Springs, like you've got like Uluru, uh, Katajuda, and Wadika, or Kings Canyon, like some of the national parks there. Like they are super worth doing. Um, I would say as a travel tip that. The best way to do it, or the most economical way to do it, is just to fly into Alice, which can be fairly expensive. Yeah. Um, and then just jumping on a tour. As much as tours aren't the best way to travel, like hiring a car in the Northern Territory, especially in Alice Springs, like you pay pretty much by the kilometer. Like it's pretty, it's just very unreasonable to like, yeah. you know, hire your own car because then you, you pay way more than you would in that, a tour. That's really interesting that they're like, they, they charge by kilometer. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, I guess they just don't want people driving in parts of the country where like the cars will break down and they have like this, you know, logistic nightmare to kind of get their car back and fix the car and all those. Oh things. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Australia has a big lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah. And that's right in the center of the big lot of nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, look, I imagine they might've originally had different approaches and realized that to kind of change their approach. Um, cause it's still like a six hour drive from Alice Springs to Uluru and like, you know, it's a long way from anywhere if something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, oh, just incredible part of the world up there. Like, I absolutely love it up there. I've been a couple of times. Um, I have never been. Yeah. I've never particularly been interested in going. Yeah. I still don't feel that tug on my heartstrings. Okay. But maybe I'll go one day. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. sure I will get there eventually. I, yeah. There's just so much stuff I want to see before then, you know. Yeah, yeah. Starting with Adelaide, but maybe I'll change my tune after Adelaide and, and Western Australia. One step at a time, hey, Paul. Yeah, exactly. Baby steps, you know. Yeah. You can't and, expect me to go crazy just yet. Yeah. And look, I definitely recommend Tassie in the summer, like long summer days. Like, you know, they kind of those things where the sun gets up like four or five in the morning, what's, sets like 10 what, o'clock at night. What's the weather like during the summer? Should be good, but I can't guarantee it. Okay. <laughs> most days are, most days are kind of like 25 to 30. Um, That's pretty nice. I remember when I was there, we had like a heat wave. Uh, I think it hit like 32. It was front page of the newspaper. Like it was a big deal. 32. Yeah. So like something that, you know, we've had multiple times in the last month. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like the day I flew out, which was like first week of Jan, I think it was like higher, like nine degrees that day. That was the only cold day we had, but like, you're kind of like, Oh, this, yeah, this is a summer day. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think that's a, that's a big thing about traveling. It's like you said earlier, like check yeah. the weather, but it's, it's so imagine, okay. Imagine booking a two week trip. Yeah. Right. So, what was it last weekend that was the really hot weekend or yes. the weekend before it? Two, two ago, yeah. Okay, two. Let's say you book a two-week trip to Sydney. Yeah. The start of your trip would have been 40 degrees each day. I'm yeah. going to convert, as I know that we have some American listeners, I'm going to convert I'm going to say 105 to, Fahrenheit. To freedom units. Freedom units. <laughs> freedom units. It is 40 Celsius to Fahrenheit is 104. There we go, pretty close. Now that, so it's like 104. Yeah. And then... 
tomorrow it's going to be that's it's going to be 19 degrees celsius it's going to be raining as well raining which we is ha- six, six how do we convert six. rain to ounces yeah so it's going to be it's going to be 19 degrees celsius tomorrow so yeah. in, in a space of two weeks you've gone from 40 to 19 and yeah. this is and this is summer like we're in summer right now and it's 19 yeah. degrees for this day but then yeah. you know you're going to turn around in a couple of days and it'll be 30 you know 35 again exactly the weather's just so unpredictable here it's even worse than melbourne like melbourne is a really cool city it's definitely worth checking out if you're a, a city person um but yeah they look the the quip about melbourne is that you get four seasons in a day like you get like beautiful like hot kind of middle of the day you'll get windy at some point it'll rain at some point yeah it doesn't snow in melbourne but it'll be as close to snow without actually the enjoyment of it snowing it's so it's so annoying going out in sydney sometimes when you like let's say okay let's say someone starts something during the day and like oh we're gonna go have this thing we're gonna start at three o'clock and you're like oh great and you go and you're like oh man it's so hot yeah yeah. and you're like in shorts and a t-shirt and then all of a sudden it hits like six and the temperature just drops massively yeah Yeah. so it's, it's very hard to plan for I don't know, for weather in Australia, but I yeah. feel like if that's the worst thing that happens to us here, then it's, yeah, not, too bad. it's not too bad. Also, you're going to pay through the roof for everything. Yeah, well, because my, my old housemate, she went to do the, the main hike through the middle of Tasmania. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, the Overland Track. Um, and so, like, you know, it was a lot of preparation that went into the hike. You had to kind of, like, prepare the, the food in advance. It was like yeah. a big family trip that kind of organized it for months. General logistics... They turn up to Tasmania in October, which, you know, it should start to be get, getting quite warm. It snowed the whole time. They couldn't even access the track. They had to, the people who were on the, the track, which is a six day track, had to get helicoptered out. So they hadn't actually started. So they didn't have to get the helicopter out. But their whole kind of like, you know, all the six months of planning, all the, you know, the food prep, everything oh. else. So they just had this week in Tasmania where they were supposed to be hiking the whole time and they were doing other things, which I'm sure they had fun, but like, so the recommendation is don't come to Australia for a week. I mean, like where, like where are you coming from if you're coming to Australia? Like, I guess if you're coming down here, you're probably going to spend more than a week. Yes. But like definitely. I would highly recommend spending at least three yes. just in case you get two weeks of just miserable weather because yeah. that is very likely to happen. Look, and I'm sure bad weather isn't unique to Australia. No, no, but, God, no. But um, I just feel like it, it, it varies so much here. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. I, I definitely haven't seen as big variables in any of my travels yeah. as I have yeah yeah and look i think if you're doing a three-week trip in australia obviously you can't see it all but you've also got to like kind of pick a certain part of the country so you have like a similar climate the whole time okay so someone australia the borders have just opened up yeah someone's doing a three-week trip where are you telling are we look just for you know the sake of argument we're talking december you know the current current weather yep yep december um Three weeks in Australia, and also let's just say that there are no restrictions. No so restrictions. There are no, you can yeah. go do whatever you want. Everything's open. Yeah. I would say that you would spend five days in Sydney. Yeah. I yeah. would then fly down to Melbourne and then drive to Adelaide so you get the, the Great Ocean Road in. Yeah. And then I would, I would be from there, either spend the last week in Western Australia, so Perth and Margaret River around there, like the south part, or I'd fly to Tasmania if you're kind of more into hiking and adventure stuff. That sounds like a very good trip. So that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah sick. I would ask you, but I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Go to, Waste go, no time. Go to, lo- go to Sydney, go to the local pub for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Look, so that it sounds like a great two weeks. Yeah. Well, mate, you know, you'll get to hang out with me. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so do you want to move on to travel legends and losers? Let's do it. All right. You go first. Uh, so I'm going to shout out Tom and Adrian. So two, I said losers again. 
Oh, sorry. These are travel legends we're doing. These, these are travel legends. I can't... My brain, it's still... It's ingrained in me. Yeah. I'm never going to get it out. I wasn't even listening to when you said Louis. Exactly. So I'm now glad you, that you picked up on that. Now you just blanked it too. Anyway, continue. Uh, so Tom and Adrian are the travel legends for me for this legends. week. Um, really do, do need to clarify that. So I had shouted out Tom once before on the podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you remember how I was talking about uh, a guy who had went overseas at the start of this year, early March... Had planned yes. to take the entire 12 month, or 12 months off, uh, starting in Mexico and going south. Um, and so we got about a week into his trip before he had to fly back to Australia. And of course, so he's in Mexico. This is all because of coronavirus. So then he got a corona tattoo on his <laughs> arm. That's right. Um, so look, <laughs> not, not a decision I'd personally make, no. but like I can see the, the fun side of it all. Yeah. And this is a guy that's like giving himself a tattoo on his leg as well as a couple other tats. So like, okay. you know, at that point you're kind of like, what any tattoo will do. That's it. Just yeah. chuck it in the mix. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I met Tom and Adrian, uh, what, look, let's just say in Armenia. So just after I'd been to Russia for the World Cup. Um, and so then they ended up kind of joining Tony and myself for the next, on and off, like two weeks. Uh, so both Aussies, um, both had been to Russia for the World Cup, but we met just after, you know, upon leaving. And so it was kind of like, you know, being in the World Cup was awesome. Meeting all these other like Australian football fans, that was so much fun. I had such a great time. But like, for the most part, those, you know, those kind of, you know, supporters of Australian football, I guess Australian soccer, uh, are very different types of travelers. So it was actually really cool to then go to Armenia afterwards and meet these kind of other guys who were, you know, kind of a little more aligned to how we traveled, uh, you know, went to Armenia, then went to Georgia, and then we all kind of went our own ways after that. But like, you know, had very similar kind of, you know, approaches to travel. And, um, and then as it turned out, I ran into Adrian three months later in Egypt. Amazing. Which was incredible. Like just, uh, oh, sorry, actually Jordan, apologies. It was in Jordan. Um, same okay, time. I'm not incredible now at <laughs> no, all. Yes, I don't even care. I've ruined it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we'll just walk, I was walking out of Petra. I just spent the last two days there and he was walking through like the kind of effectively tunnel that enters into Petra. I was like, Adrian, I haven't seen you since Armenia. Like, what have you been up to? Yeah, <laughs> just let me rattle off all the countries I've been to. In ridiculous coincidence. Um, yeah, but they, they both get my travel legends for this week. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Mike Henson and Mark Fenson. Are they brothers? They're yeah. almost like... <laughs> almost. So it feels like they should be brothers. Actually, yeah. so Mark looked a lot like me. And so okay. people always, always ask if we look like brothers. But yeah. I met these dudes and there's another guy called Bear. B-E-A-R? As in like, yes, Bear, like Care Bears. Okay. So that's not his real name, but he, okay. he's had a really deep voice mm-hmm. since he was a kid. And so his parents just called him Bear. And so everyone just calls him Bear now. But his name's Paul. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yes, Bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I met, we met these three guys on a bus in Laos. Oh, yeah. And they were really great dudes. And we ended up spending a, a bunch of time with them. We went all the way to Cambodia together. Had a great time. Like just really, really, really good dudes. Hmm. And they ended up coming down to Sydney and staying with me. And I was trying to think of, because we're talking about domestic travel, obviously. Yeah. I was trying to think about any travelers that I've met. In Australia that I've been yeah. like, oh, you guys are legends. And these were the only guys that came to mind. Yeah. So these two dudes came and stayed with me and they were just, they're just like massive sitcoms, basically. Yeah. I don't really have any other good stories about them. I just wanted to give them a shout out. Did you show them. City to them or you kind of? I did. So we went to, uh, we, um, we, you know, we cruised around Sydney. We went to, I mean, when you're that age, showing people to Sydney. How old were you at the time? I would have been 20. Okay. Yeah. 21. 
Yeah, twenty pretty much. So showing them Sydney is like, let's go to the the Ed. Yes, you know, let's go to let's go to karaoke. Yeah, uh, you know, it was it wasn't exactly. I didn't really show them the best of Sydney, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Went, maybe went to Opera Bar, possibly. Oh or yeah, something. that would have been good. Yeah, you know, as a twenty year old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, we just had the best time, and I just think that you, know, you meet people in Southeast Asia, you come home, and then they come down and stay. I really like the idea of meeting people in these places, and then inviting them to your home and yeah. saying, "Hey, like you know, come, we'll show you Sydney, or I'll show you the Ed." Show the end, yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Sweet. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We'd rather be traveling. You can always find us on our social media platform. So we've, we're at WRB Traveling on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, and of course, you can find us on all the podcast platforms, all the good ones anyway. That's it. Well, uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Yeah.